This is the First and 30 Podcast, the podcast that gives you the cliff notes of all the NFL news and notes without all the bullshit. Today is Thursday, January 6th, 2022, our first show of the new year, and it's our last week of the NFL season, so it's pretty depressing uh, to see the season already coming to an end, but uh, you know we've got a lot of good playoff football that's going to be heading our way, and first we have to get through this week, which has a few uh, playoff intensive uh, matchups, so we'll co- be covering them all. Drew, how the hell are you doing tonight, buddy? Uh, a lot better than the last three weeks, I can tell you that. So uh, That's good. I finally feel like I'm on the mend and, and moving in a positive direction and certainly looking forward to a Saturday-Sunday slate of games this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's fun that we've got two Saturday games. Um, I guess just because of the way the schedule is, they don't really have tons of uh, playoff implications, but it is fun to get Saturday football. So, um, yeah, that'll be fun to take a look at. Keith, how are you doing tonight? Are you... Uh, Excited for the end of the season here? Yeah, it's crazy that it's already here. Right now, I'm just trying to stay warm and hoping that it doesn't snow too much. It's falling out there right now. Yes, not it is. Forward to, not looking forward to shoveling, but uh, I realized tonight that I, I'm missing like Thursday night football. I never really enjoy actually watching the product that gets put on the field, but when it's not there, you start to miss it. Yeah, absolutely, because it's not just the game on Thursday nights. It's you know the pregame, so you get more more relevant football talk and all that stuff but yeah it is it is feel does feel a little weird that we don't have the thursday night game but at least we'll be able to satiate our uh, hunger for the games with some saturday football so uh yeah we've got a lot to cover there are some really good games that have a lot of meaning for the playoffs and then there's a couple games this weekend that have absolutely diddly shit for we're gonna make picks for all of them and give out any types of advice we can have with betting and we're gonna get started with all of it started with the chiefs and broncos game right after this bounce if you got my fucking back then just say hell yeah you're down with me and my team Okay, so starting on Saturday, 4.30 on Saturday on ESPN, the 11-5 Kansas City Chiefs travel to the 7-9 eliminated Denver Broncos. So the Broncos have nothing to play for. That's why the line is 11.5 points for the Chiefs on the road. Um, You know, obviously there's potential that like the Broncos are going to try, but I don't think so. Um, the Chiefs, if they get this win, they can position themselves to potentially get the one seed if the Titans lose. So that's uh, something a reason for the Chiefs to be playing and caring about this game. Um, I think it looks pretty straightforward. The Broncos haven't beaten the Chiefs in like 10 years or something like that. It's been a long time. They have been completely owned by Mahomes and the Chiefs. So, you know, it looks pretty straightforward. But uh, Drew... The Chiefs coming in here, do they look like a team that is rolling on all cylinders right now? Yeah, I mean, I think they're in good position coming into the playoffs. They seem to have um, their defense uh, where they where they wanted better than it was last year at this time. I think um, Patrick Mahomes obviously didn't have a, a Patrick Mahomes type of seasons, but it's still better than most quarterbacks in the NFL. So uh, they're relatively healthy. It's just Unfortunately, we can talk until we're blue in the face, but you know, a, a day before a playoff game and everybody gets COVID and all of a sudden the whole playoff picture looks completely different. So right now it's just uh, a lot of things are up in the air with that, but I do like the Kansas City Chiefs to come into Denver 
and steamroll because, like you said, they have to uh, win this game to have a chance at that one seed because that one seed is so important, especially for the Chiefs who just dominate at home. And it's a very, very tough place and atmosphere to play in, especially in the wintertime. I mean, that place is very cold out there, and it certainly is to their advantage. So they're going to try their hardest to get that uh, that win on uh, on Sunday. But I had heard earlier in the week had um, things going a little different uh, Patrick Mahomes would have sat out this game, but it looks like he's going to start this game because, like I said, they really need the win here. Yeah, they do absolutely need the win. And, uh, you know, I think they're going against the right team. And, Keith, the Broncos, I mean, you like Javante and, you know, some of the pieces of this team, but you don't actually think they could do anything against the Chiefs, do you? I'm, I'm not expecting it this week. Like you said, they've really got nothing to fight for. And, Fangio may be on his way out the door, so I, I can't see it that they're going to go in and fight for him. Yeah, um, he's actually he's zero and five in his career against the Chiefs. He's never beaten them as their head coach. So I mean, maybe there's a little bit of motivation there for them. But uh, I, with Drew Locks, I think he's he's going to get the start again. So they're going to try to get as good of a look at him as they possibly can before going into next year. I, I mean, I, I feel like they're probably going to be looking to make some sort of a move there, but. Um, some some more bad news for them going to this game. Their starting corner, Ronald Darby and Patrick Sertain, are both going to be out. So it could be a long day for <laughs> them. It could be a long day for them against this Chiefs offense. Yeah, that's that's not good. I, would you? The over under in here is forty five. Do you do you like pounding the over here? It's it's really tricky this week. I think I'm staying away from just about everything. But I mean, just for conversation's sake, I mean. You got to like that the fact that the Chiefs could put up points on this defense, but you just got to wonder how long do they going to to keep the the pedal to the you know to, to the, the metal here. Yeah, yeah. So and when when do they you know maybe third quarter, late third quarter or something pull Patrick Mahomes out to to avoid injury there? So you're kind of playing the fire and you just don't know if I mean if the Broncos are going to be able to score points. They've, they've really struggled with that over the past few weeks. Yes, they have, and you know I mean the Chiefs did. I mean they put up 34 or. or yeah, 31 last week against the Bengals and had got the loss. But, um, yeah, I, I think the bigger issue there is relying on the Broncos to put up points. I don't see them showing any fight. I think it's pretty safe to say that we're all on Kansas City here. All right, moving to the primetime game on Saturday night, the 11-5 and Dallas Cowboys travel to the 9-7 and Philadelphia Eagles. This game is, uh, you know, again, the, the Cowboys have a little bit more to play here for than the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are locked into either a six or a seven. It doesn't really make a difference where they're going to end up. Uh, the Cowboys, however, could potentially get into a two seed if a couple things fall their way, including the uh, Rams losing. Um, you know, th- this one, it's an, I don't know, Drew or Keith, uh, the Eagles, do you think they can give the Cowboys fits at, uh, with the Cowboys traveling into Philadelphia? Yeah, I mean, when I first started looking at this game with the way that I feel about Dallas right now, I, I was going to go Philly all day, but uh, I was reading earlier that, you know, Sirianni hasn't quite decided if his starters are going to play in this game or not. So uh, you already mentioned it. They can't adv- advance any higher than the sixth seed. So this game really doesn't mean a whole lot to them. So that kind of makes me feel like they're probably not going to really play all that hard, play play to win or play their starters all the way through. So. Um, their offensive line is a little bit banged up, so I can see them sitting some of those guys as well. I was a little bit surprised that they, they struggled a, a bit last week against Washington. Uh, I, I thought that would be a lot a lot better game from them, and 
He got kind of lucky there at the end. Jalen Hurts walking off the field that he didn't get crushed by the stands and the fans that <laughs> fell out of him. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, I was just going to say it's definitely crazy that um, how they didn't show up last week. And that's a good point about um, potentially not making their uh, keeping their starters in. But a little bit, I feel like like Gardner Minshew kind of makes me that kind of is tantalizing to me. Yeah, it's not a bad idea to go ahead and and let him get some reps at the end of this game, too, just to make sure that he's prepared in case something does happen to Jalen. I mean, Jalen is a a mobile quarterback, and we've seen seen those guys struggle to stay healthy. They take a lot more hits than your typical uh, pocket passer. So, I mean, it's not a bad idea to get him in there. But uh, I think the offense as a whole had been rolling pretty good for a couple weeks, and they just kind of stalled out last week. So it might be important for them to come out early in this game against Dallas and get some reps, maybe put a couple good drives together and – if they do get to put a good drive together early, maybe then pull them out so they can all leave on a good a good note, feeling good about themselves rolling into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, Drew. With with Keith's team, the uh, the Cowboys, they're coming in eleven and five. They're five point favorites on the road. <clears throat> do you? I mean, I feel like I've seen this before, and I'm sure Keith uh, feels that way too. Uh, Cowboys coming into Philadelphia and disappointing. Do you could do you see that being a potential here, and uh, Dak not being able to? get back on track well after knowing a lot of dallas fans and being friends with dallas fans the it seems like the consensus uh right now is that everybody is preparing themselves for disappointment um yeah which is funny because like this year dallas has played some of the best football they had in a long long time and all the fans just seem to be preparing for disappointment uh, which I understand because the Dallas Cowboys are, are prone to do that to their fans, no question. This game is interesting to me in a sense that where I feel like it's meaningless for both teams, really. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Dallas has a little bit more to play for, but the Eagles don't. And the other problem is the Eagles have, I think, 16 or 14 guys on the COVID list that aren't going to yep. play. Yep. So I think that's why we saw the line jump because I believe before um, – Tuesday, the line was actually in the Eagles' favor here, and now it's in Dallas's favor because Mike McCartney, uh, McCarthy said that he's playing to win. I'd heard from Zeke, and Zeke's planning on playing as well. So I think a lot of that that rhetoric throughout the week has spurred this line that we're seeing right now, and that's why Dallas is at minus five right now. And I, I tend to um, – want to take that and uh, believe that they can go into Philadelphia and definitely beat the Eagles right now, who I honestly don't know what their story is, except that they have a lot of players on COVID. The game means nothing to them. Win, lose, draw, they're going to the playoffs, which is a feat in its own this year for them. We didn't think that would happen, honestly. So, um, yeah, this game is – it's just going to be interesting, but I have Dallas winning this game. So you're on Dallas. Keith, are you uh, backing your boys uh, Dallas as well? Yeah, one more time, I might as well uh, go down with the ship here. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't have a ton of faith in them. I, I feel like if if Philly comes into this game and they and they want to win it, I think that right now, I think they could beat Dallas. Um, I, I just I haven't seen a lot out of the offense that I like lately. The, de- the defense was okay last week, but not as dominant as as you would hope. So 
Uh, I just I don't have a whole lot of faith in Dallas right now, but I, I do think they have more to play for, and I'm a little bit concerned that you know Philly's going to take it a little easy this week, so I'll roll with the Cowboys. I'm going to go against both of you guys and take the Eagles. Only re- I mean, main reason why is I need to catch up on you guys on total picks for the year. Um, the other other reason is I feel like Gardner Minshew. Uh, him be him starting in this game if he ends up or if he plays in this game he's going to be using this as audition tape essentially for another team or potentially the Eagles so and I think I kind of like him as a quarterback I think he's pretty good I think he's like better than a Baker Mayfield if you ask me but um yeah I kind of I I'm going Eagles and I also because of Sirianni and his beat Dallas bullshit from earlier this season I could see him you know, trying to take this seriously and get the win. And, you know, I want to see out of the Cowboys before they go to the playoffs, the offense start clicking. So um, I haven't seen that yet, and I would like to see that before I feel comfortable with them. All right, so moving into Sunday on uh, the 1 o'clock slate, First game on the docket, the 10-6 Bengals travel to the 7-9 Cleveland Browns. The Browns are favored by six points because the Bengals are not going to be starting anybody. Uh, the Bengals are locked into the playoffs. They could potentially go up to the one seed if they won, the Titans lost, and the Chiefs lost. Um, but I think it's safe to say the Bengals are not banking on that, so they're just going to be uh, they're not going to be starting anybody. The Browns have nothing to play for other than pride. Um, so, I, I mean... I see this minus six points, but I actually don't know if I trust the Browns, uh, the Brown starters versus the Bengals backup. So I don't know. This is going to be a, a weird game and a kind of a weird game to pick. Uh, Keith, do you, the Brownies have been a complete disappointment this year. We were obviously really liked in the start of the season. Now they're just floundering. Do you think they can finish off the year with a win? Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're going to be just as, without starters as the Bengals it feels like if you know Baker's going to be out for this game Case Keenum's going to get the start Nick Chubb is banged up and they said he might have had a little bit of a rib injury in that that game against Pittsburgh Kareem Hunt's still banged up Dearness Johnson's on the COVID list so I don't know how far how far <laughs> down the line they're going to have to go to get Jesus. a starting running back here but uh yeah you said it man nothing to play for and last week they played like they were not allowed to win that football game I just, <laughs> they were by far the better team the Steelers Big Ben got his big send-off or whatever but I mean he was absolute trash and the Browns game plan was just horrendous they, they could have ran Nick Chubb so much just and put that game away really but they just refused to run the ball they'd, they'd rather put TJ Watt on their rookie right tackle every single play and drop back and just let him rack up the sacks and beat the <laughs> shit out of Baker so uh yeah it's been a pretty disappointing season for them i know we had way higher hopes than them for this but uh yeah one more game to go here we'll see if they can get uh fired up behind stefanski or not yeah i, I that's the thing about these la- the last week of the season games especially ones that don't have playoff implications for both teams it's so hard to see where these teams heads are going to be at you know you got to kind of start looking at the backup players motivations and all that type of stuff to try and try and figure something out uh drew i mean obviously if this was starter on starter you would be going Bengals, right well yeah and i think vegas thought that too because on tuesday the line opened up uh, minus three cincinnati and now it's minus six cleveland so yeah. um yeah it, it's it's one of those games where if i'm a betting man uh, this is one of the games i would stay away from because it's just, sure. just you just don't know and there's too many things up in the air with this game um you know last last week I didn't like my pick. I, I should have read more into it. I, I definitely should have went with Pittsburgh because after the Browns were basically eliminated from the playoffs, they had nothing to play for last week, and they still don't have anything to play for this week, and they are banged up. 
Uh, yeah. Cincinnati is, is, is choosing to, to rest their starters, which is good. I mean, Cincinnati back in the playoff, boys. Holy Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Joey B got these boys back in the playoffs. Uh, it's pretty awesome from that standpoint. It just – because it's 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 different. Uh, I like to get some some newer teams, some f- fresh blood into the playoff pitchers this year, and certainly uh, the Bengals and Joe Burrow, as of late, have been on an absolute tear. I mean, the the keep up with Kansas City like they did last week. Joe Burrow and uh, J- Jamar Chase won everybody their fantasy championships uh, last weekend, so they're probably not going to be with with those guys this week. So it's a tough call for me. Um, but I, I, it just comes down to the motivation of not only the Bengals but uh, Cleveland itself. I don't know. It sucks that Baker is not playing because now with his contract being up in the air, we just don't know what it's going to be like moving forward. And I feel like maybe he could have tried to play for something here, but he's obviously not going to going to play in case Keenum is. Um, so there's not a whole lot to talk about here because I don't know anybody from the second string of the Bengals. Like, <laughs> yeah, Brandon <laughs> Allen doesn't inspire a lot of uh, a lot of confidence as a quarterback. Right, right. So you know, I, it, it's tough to call call this one, but I, I guess I'll go with Vegas and just take take uh, Cleveland here. Right on. Yeah, I mean, some of these games you just got to throw your hands up and, and yeah. pick Keith. Who are you going to take? Yeah, my biggest thing, I don't really know anything about Brandon Allen or who he is or whatever. Um, I, I am going to be watching this game, though, because I still have a fantasy championship this weekend. Ooh, you're one of the rare be, ones. Dude, it's going to be an absolute shit show trying to put a roster together. Like, Samaj P. Ryan might be my all-star, so I'm going to be watching this one to see what he can do uh, with uh, Joe Mixon being out. But I, I'm going to roll with the Browns to get the win. I just I know what I'm going to get out of Case Keenum. I think he's pretty solid. Uh, I think that, you know, you got to think the Browns, I don't know if the Bengals are planning on setting their starters on defense. Like if, <laughs> yeah. if they do that and the Browns roll out their, their starting defense, I think they should be in decent shape for this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think my strategy this week may just be uh, fade whatever you guys pick, so I'll just go Bengals. Fuck it. Um, I have no idea what to expect out of Brandon Allen. I think I've seen him throw like five passes in the NFL. He's not nothing to write home about and not really i mean i guess my only logic here is he's younger so maybe he has a little bit more to play for than a you know 38 year old journeyman i don't know we'll see all right uh the next one boy this is a fucking doozy uh the 13 and 3 packers traveling to the 2 13 and 1 uh detroit lions the packers are only favored by three and a half because they have no reason to play they've locked up the number one seed um you know they don't even even when games matter for them they don't play great in detroit uh they've always kind of had a little bit of a hiccup going into that building um the lions i mean they've fought hard hard all year um you know they they try last week was kind of the exception they got their doors blown off by seattle but um yeah this one there's obviously not much happening here uh drew with the lions i mean anything on this team that is exciting to you uh, yeah, actually there is. I think Ahmad St. Brown has been a real a real lightning rod for this Detroit Lions he, he team. Yes, he has. And and quite honestly, I kind of like watching him play. I mean, he's kind of dynamic. He's a rookie. Um, he's making big plays. He's been helping a lot of fantasy teams out if you can if you grab them. Um, so I kind of I kind of I, I like watching him. And I, I like the fight of the Lions. They didn't cover last week. They got the, their doors blown off. But it was one of the rarities uh, this season because they've been covering a lot. 
this season. But, um, yeah, this game comes down to whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to play. If Aaron Rodgers is going to play, like, just forget about it. They don't have a prayer. Uh, and I certainly would just would take the money line on um, um, the Packers here. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, if Aaron sat, but he's trying to play for an MVP, and I think if he sat, uh, that would hurt his votes because I know Tom Brady is going to play this week. Uh, Tom Brady never rests, so <laughs> that's going to be interesting. But Detroit, they don't have anything to play for except for maybe uh, a better draft pick next year, but um, I I don't have high hopes for them in this game if, if Aaron Rodgers plays. If he doesn't, um, you know, I, I think they, they could probably cover. Yeah, Keith, uh, if you if we're getting Aaron Rodgers, do you think the Lions have any chances? No, I, I think that I feel like we're going to see Aaron Rodgers. I think we're going to see the starters start this game. It's yeah. just a matter of how long they stay in there, uh, how much they really care about it. I know Aaron Rodgers loves to play football, and, and he loves to win football games. So if they, I feel like if they leave it up to him, they're going to be out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it might be one of those situations they've got to kind of hold him out. But he has been dealing with that toe a lot of the year so that might be that might be on the mind you know depending on how much that's been actually bothering him to get yeah. him a little bit of rest um, yeah. i'm hoping they i'm hoping they play some starters i got Devonte adams on that same team i was just talking about so even if they put him out there for like two drives i think he's probably better than most so uh it's it's yeah, it, it, these games are so tough, man. There's just so, you just don't know, and nothing's been really announced yet. So that it's even harder for us to sit here and talk about it right now. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I mean, I guess one of the things with this game, if you if if there's another person in a similar situation as you, and you've got a player who is quarterback reliant, would you be willing to start them if they're only if you're only getting a drive or two out of them? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like in that situation with Devontae Adams, I mean, I feel like two drives out of him is going to be better than somebody I can go pick up off the waiver wire this week. I mean, just yeah. absolutely blindly guessing. I mean, the other night when they, I think it was the Vikings game or it might have been the week before or whatever. I mean, Adams had like 26 fantasy points in the first half. Yeah. They, they, the Packers are no, they jump out to big leads. And if they, if they want to go out there and see what they got and put something together to get themselves feeling good, like I was talking about with the Eagles, same situation. I mean, if he can grab a touchdown on the drive, you're golden. If not, you're kind of screwed, I guess. But, you know, it's a risky, risky play. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, so who, who do you, are you going with the Packers here? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, if Jared, I, if I knew Jared Goff was playing, I would go with the Lions, but. <laughs> he's questionable at the moment so i'll just ride with the packers here yeah the the boiler is is kind of hard to put your faith in drew are you going packers or lions yeah i at, at the moment i'm going to go with the packers aaron Rodgers said he wants to play i think they're going to listen to him i don't know how long he'll play in the game because risking his health i think would be very stupid at this point but the packers are known to do stupid things every once in a while but I just have a hard time uh, believing that Aaron Rodgers is actually going to sit this game. Um, and because of that, I will take the Packers here. But um, this is a game that I would love for Aaron Rodgers to sit out, and I'd love to take the Lions here. Because I think the Lions have a lot to fight for because it's the Packers. It's in the same division. They want to end their season on a bang and you know try to turn this thing around by next season, and they'll have this game if they won to really hang their hat on and and, and – be very motivational and inspiring going into next year. 
Yeah, um, I'm going to just take that angle because, again, I'm just going against both, both you guys on all this. I'm going to end up with zero wins this week. Uh, so I'll take the Lions. Fuck it. Um, next game, we don't have to go into this one too much. Literally no um, playoff implications. The Bears and Vikings. Bears are 6-10. and 10, Vikings are 7-9. and nine. Vikings are favored by 5.5. I'm just going to – I mean, if you're picking this one, who the fuck knows? I like what I've seen out of the Vikings all year better than the Bears. So I'm just going to pick Vikings. Drew, who are you taking in this shit fest? Yeah, I, I'm going to take the Vikings as well. I think the lines are on, on Vikings. Um, obviously, Chicago has been playing a little bit better, but I did hear some, some news this past week saying that Chicago is going to part ways with um, – With Matt Nagy? With, with, with Nagy after the season. I don't know the source of it. I don't know how true it is, but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and I certainly didn't think Chicago would do it mid-season. They're not that kind of organization, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if they did let him go after the season because I just don't think he's the right coach for Justin Fields. I think they everybody is putting their hat and hanging their hat on Justin Fields being good uh, in the upcoming years. And he certainly has – um, some strides to make, and the talent is there, but um, uh, I don't think uh, this game, for instance, is is going to be in their favor. So I'm going to take the Vikings. Um, I just like them here. Right on, Keith. Vikings or Bears? Yeah, Matt Nagy's going to be out. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings. Uh, I feel like they're the better football team, and this is actually a game that we can actually talk about because there's. No implications. They're not going to be sitting their players. They can actually just go out and play a football game here. But I felt, you know, last week, Minnesota really, they wasted a trip to Green Bay, in my opinion. That was absolutely horrendous. They got their yep. asses kicked. And the decision to start Sean Mannion over Kellen Mond did not make any sense to me. Why would you not Didn't. let Mond go out and at least see what he's got? Yeah, we heard heard Zimmer throughout the week say, you know, he sees enough in practice. So <laughs> maybe, maybe he's got something against him there, but I mean, it's a, is it a possibility here that Mike Zimmer's on the hot seat? I mean, oh, absolutely. I, I feel like they got to do something here. They got a, a lot of talent on offense and I, I think we'll see that on display here this week for sure. But, uh, something to watch for there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they do have, that's the, I, I could see Zimmer getting, uh, shit canned because i mean they have not they have not produced consistently especially with i mean the firepower they have on offense they're just a very inconsistent team and their defense which is what is supposed to be his bread and butter has not been very good for a while um okay so we're all on the vikings uh the next game uh the six and ten washington football team congress whatever the fuck their name is and whatever they're going to change their name to on february 2nd travel to the four and twelve new york giants the football team is favored by seven points on the road. This one has no meaning whatsoever. Keith, who are you taking, the football team or the G-men? I'm going to take the football team. I like Ron Rivera. I feel like if there's going to be any motivation in this game, it's going to be on his side uh, yeah. for whatever reason. You know, It's just been such a long season for the Giants. They've had so many injuries and uh, they've decided for whatever reason to bring back Joe Judge. They already announced it. Yep. And Daniel Jones. Good thing they uh, announced that before the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just it's tough with Daniel Jones. Like what do they do going forward here? How did they really even get a chance to evaluate him properly with all the people that were down uh, throughout the season around him? So um one one good thing is, you know, Saquon finally broke a hundred yards last week for the first time this year. Uh, and he did all of that while Mike Lennon completed four passes. 
So, um, <laughs> so that's wonderful. A lot going on over there, so it makes it a little bit easier for me to pick Washington. Right on. So you're on Washington, Drew. Are you going to take the football team as well? Yeah, I think I am. Um, I heard heard Katerius Tony is going to be a game time decision possibly. Missed practice this uh, today. He's their only guy they have worth throwing the ball to. Um, they're just riddled with injuries, and the Giants are just a complete mess right now. And um, Washington has a little bit more to play for, I guess, in the pride. And I certainly think um, the line in this game is about right. But I don't know. It, it's it's a crappy game. I'm not going to be watching it. I have no, <laughs> Agree. <laughs> I have no interest in this whatsoever. I do like Ron Rivera. Um and I hope he can turn things around. I don't know what they're really going to do at quarterback at this point anymore moving forward. Obviously, um, yeah, with, with Heineke, he's just been so up and down this year. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what you do in the offseason with this debacle. But they'll get it figured out. I guess they got to figure out their name. That's probably the most important thing right now. But um it's funny, I saw an article this week that New York Giants and the New York Jets are both being sued by by a guy because neither team should be called New York because they don't play in New York. Both teams true. Uh, have stadiums in New Jersey, and the guy wants them to change their name to the New Jersey Giants and New Jersey Jets. So that, that made me laugh my ass off. I just had to share that. <laughs> That's the best news about the Giants uh, probably all year. Um, yeah, I'm going to join you guys on the on the football team. Um, the Giants just have been, I don't know, they're just uninspiring. And, yeah, you guys are both correct. This game is very boring, and I'm not going to watch a second of it. Um, and the next game is another boring game. 9-7, and seven, uh, Indianapolis Colts travel to the 2-14. and 14, Gigantic dumpster fire, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts are favored by 15 and a half points on on the road here. It's not often that you see a nine and seven team fa- favored by double digits like this. Um, yeah, so ugh, I mean, this one could get ugly pretty quickly. Drew, uh, who I mean, you're on the Colts, correct? Yeah, you have to be. I think the Colts, you know, they they need to keep winning. Um, I don't think they're going to let up on the gas the last game of the season. And the Jagfires are, or the Jaguars are a dumpster fire. They are <laughs> the Jagfires. <laughs> yeah, the Jagfires. They are a dumpster fire. Um, yeah, they're fans, you know, wearing clown suits to the game and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's such a debacle and it's such a, it's, it's just comedy at this point. But I, you know, the Colts have been have been there all year. They've been playing well. They got a good defense. They have a great running game. Carson Wentz has played inspired, so I don't see any reason why they would lose this game, but it's been a crazy year in the NFL. It, it definitely has been a crazy year in the NFL, but probably not that crazy. Keith, I mean, I, I would assume you're also on the Colts, I mean, because the Jaguars are just so bad. Yeah, man. Uh, they are in a fun spot here to maybe play spoiler. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, yeah. they have not lost to Indy in Jacksonville since 2014. So oh, you stole my nugget. Them. You stole my nugget. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's okay. Uh, 
you know, Jacksonville last week, they got smoked by 40 points. They so did. I just want to point out how bad Vegas is at picking lines because I've never seen a 40-point spread. Where's that at? It should have been 39 and a half. Um, but, yeah, and they're just they're so bad against the run, and that is just a really bad place to be when you're going up against the, the Indianapolis Colts and the best running back in football right now, actively playing. Yep. No offense to King Henry here. Yep. Um, you know, Lawrence threw another three interceptions last week, and they're one bright spot right now. Look. And I'm no, I'm playing like skank football league right now. So my eyes are all over like Laquan Treadwell, who has 50 <laughs> yards receiving in every game since Thanksgiving, if you can believe it. Wow. Um, so Laquan so Treadwell. Yeah, they're one little bright spot there. And uh, I just don't want the listeners out there to forget that this is all Urban Meyer's fault. It is absolutely all Urban Meyer's fault. Fuck that dude. Um, I remember back all the way in the beginning of the season being super stoked about LaVisca Chenault, and that, that fucking blew up in my face. I was super excited about him. Yeah, the Jaguars have been a complete dumpster fire. Um, I, I'm actually going to take the Jags in this because of because of the nugget and also because I could see them. They are the type of team that, you know, they're primed for the number one overall pick. Now, granted, the number one overall pick isn't that much different than the number two this year, but I could see them accidentally winning and then getting themselves out of the number one overall pick. So that's my logic here. We'll, we'll go with the Jags. Um, and could potentially, I mean, if Jags win this, the Colts could potentially miss the playoffs, which is unbelievable to think. But um, I, I don't see it happening, but I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be, it, it will be a weird weekend. Um, the next game does have playoff uh, playoff implications. The 8-7-1 Pittsburgh Steelers travel to the 8-8 eight and eight Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are favored by five at home. This is more than likely Big Ben's last NFL game unless he finds a way into the playoffs. He needs a win to do that. Keith, uh, who do you like in this game, and uh, do you think Ben could potentially be walking out with a victory? I don't. I feel like we saw Ben retire last week. <laughs> a, a lot went into that, and, you know, I just I can't see him coming back out and ready to play in this game. He looked – I hate to say it, but I mean, he looked absolutely fucking terrible last week. Yeah, um, I had I had his over passing prop. He threw forty times, thirty four times in the first half last week. Jesus Christ! For, for less than a hundred yards. That's Woo. terrible. It was just oh god, it was that was a hard watch. I watched it just because I wanted to see him go off the field and stuff. But you know, the Ravens at home. I like the Ravens at home. I've liked them there all year. Uh, their defense looked a lot better last week. They they hung in that game with with the Rams all the way till the yes. end. They gave up yep. a late touchdown drive. Uh, OBJ, thank you for that catch. Made me a lot of money. Um, <laughs> Lamar is still not practicing, so I doubt that we're going to see him in the finale here. They the Ravens, even if they do win, they have a very very slim chances of making the playoffs. A lot of things need to happen for them, I believe. So yep. Um, just with them being at home. And what, excuse me, what I saw out of the Steelers last week, there's just, just no way I can roll with Pittsburgh. Yeah, this this was a, a tough one, and it is crazy to think that these teams have uh, could potentially make the playoffs. I know it's 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 not even worth getting into all the things that need to happen for both of these teams to uh, make it. Um, but it is it's also a weird state to see that like the this both teams not being locks in the playoffs. So it's kind of a weird game. Drew, uh, who are you going with? Do you think uh, Big Ben rides off into the sunset with a victory? God, I kind of hope not, but um, it's possible, I suppose. Um, but I don't like them. I don't like them in this game, to be quite honest with you. I feel like the Steelers blew their load last week. I, yep. I think they're going to have a hard time matching the energy of, of Monday night's game. 
Uh, I think the spread is probably accurate here. I do like the Ravens. I haven't heard much about Lamar Jackson, but I, the little bit I heard is that there's a chance that he could play and return this week on that uh, injured ankle. Um, but I haven't got the final word yet. But even if he doesn't play, I would still take the Ravens. I think they just match up better um, to the Steelers and the Steelers against uh, the Ravens right now. I, I just, I don't, it's just a gut. I like I'm with Keith. Ravens at home this year have been very good. I, yep. I don't see a reason to abandon it this week. Yeah, I, I, I can see both your guys' logic. Because I'm trying to make up games on you, I'll take the Steelers. Uh, thought process is potentially, you know, the Ravens do have a banged up secondary. Um, if you want to have like a little NFL conspiracy, maybe Big Ben throws for 500 yards on the secondary and looks amazing. I don't know. Um, it, that's probably a huge dream, but uh, we'll, we shall see. So I'll go Steelers. All right, our last one o'clock game: the 11 and five Tennessee Titans travel to the four and 12 Houston Texans. The Titans are favored by 10 on the road. Uh, I mean, what a crazy season the Titans have had up and down and are in potential right now. King Henry's back practicing, could potentially play in this game, could potentially get the number one seed if they get the win. They control their own destiny. Um, You guys obviously know my opinion there. Uh, The Titans being trusted by a lot of points, especially on the road, especially in Houston, scares the living shit out of me. I'm shaking my boots. Um... Drew, talk some sense into me. Should I be nervous here about the Texans? Well, it would be fair to say that your nervous energy would be uh, warranted here after the stomping that Houston Texans put on them earlier this yeah, year. Absolutely. But that's but that's exactly why I'm going with Tennessee <clears throat> this this week. I just cannot imagine or fathom that Houston's going to beat them twice this year. Um, AJ Brown's back. He's a different. He's he, when he's on the field, this whole Titans team is just different. Um, That's true. He's just an absolute. He's just an absolute monster, and uh, I, and I like all that. And obviously, I I think there's a, a twofold situation here. Of one, the fact that they could get the number one seed is certainly a lot of motivation. The second thing is knowing that Derrick Henry is possible to come back is another form of motivation it's just nothing but spirit boosters for this team right now yep. heading into prime time playoff um it, it, all the all the good voodoo is, is going their way now and i think they can ride that momentum take the win in houston and go into the playoffs and i would just like to say for all our listeners out here but especially to you kevin back in march I had talked up the Titans for the first six months before the season has started, and I'm so, so happy that they're in prime position to get the, 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 the number one overall in the AFC here. Wow. I think I can say I was right, and uh, I'm going to hang my hat on that one. You can hang your hat on that. Um, I mean – at times they can look so good, and I, I, the thing that just scares me, you know, I've seen this team so many times when they, when they find when it's like we finally have them figured out, they completely go the opposite way. I'm, I'm you know, I believe everything you said, but I'm going to go Texans. Keith, are you taking Texans or Titans? You're fucking unbelievable, dude. <laughs> um, I mean, the Texans they they do have a chance here to play spoiler, and I feel like they're they, the team. 
they're built the way they're built that way they could pull it off no doubt they, they and they hate the titans football. they hate the titans they do. uh they they beat the they beat the titans asses back in november they picked off Tannehill four times in that game yep uh, i think we're in a little bit of a different situation here i feel like the titans are sort of finding their way here along uh they've, they've been able to do it through the air with aj brown and last week you know they ran all over and you know Foreman looked like the man. He, he did, did a he really nice good. job. He looked good. Um, I'm, I'm with Drew. I think the the fact that that Henry's coming back is a nice form of motivation. They've got to be feeling good right now. Yeah. To be to go through what they have so far this season and being the position that they are, and then getting that kind of reinforcement back, it's got to be it's got to be a good feeling for them because, I mean. Sometimes running backs don't matter, but Derrick Henry's not one of those guys. He's He can absolutely take a game and change it all by himself. Yep. So uh, to have that coming back, I think you've got to feel good as a fan. They've got to be feeling good as a team. I, I really hope this isn't one of those situations where they squander the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's a possibility because yep. we already saw it, but I, I don't see it happening. I hope you guys are right. I know you guys think I'm doing it because of uh, reverse jinx thoughts. It's not. I legitimately think... You know, it's just it's tough because, again, it's like every time they have this this type of thing, it's just like, I don't know, they just go the other way. And the thing that scares me even more is just the fact that, I mean, the Texans, you know, they 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 always play the Titans tough. Like every time they play, they they play the Titans tough every time. Davis Mills, you know, he didn't play in the last game. Last game was Tyrod Taylor that played against the Titans. Davis Mills can look really good. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I hope you guys are right and I'm wrong. All right. We're going to take a quick break and come back with the 4 o'clock games and the primetime game right after this. Okay. 425. We've got... Six 425 games. The first one, the 8-8 eight and eight New Orleans Saints, still with playoff playoff chances, travel to the 7-9 and nine Atlanta Falcons. The Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Saints need a win and a Niners loss to make it into the playoffs in the NFC. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think the Falcons have been very Jekyll and Hyde all year. I don't know which way to go here because I don't love Taysom as a quarterback. It's a must-win for the Saints, but I don't think that necessarily means a ton because I don't think the Saints are that good of a team. Um, the Falcons are just so uh, up and down. Keith, with this one, who do you like here? I like the Saints. I, I don't feel good about it. Division game here. You mentioned Taysom Hill. Just We're just not – I have not been able to do well with the picking the Saints or the yes. Falcons all year long. Agreed. So I I fucking hate this game. Yep. Uh, but you know, to me, Atlanta feels pretty cooked. Like the Matt Ryan era might be over here, coming to a close. Mm-hmm. Um, November seventh was the last time that this team scored more than twenty-one points. So <laughs> think about that. <laughs> That's like a long two time ago. Months ago, um, you know, Patterson, he's been averaging just twenty yards rushing over his last three games. So that little spark of offense that they had at the beginning of the year is just not there anymore. Yep. And. You know, you mentioned Jekyll and Hyde. Over their last six games, they've just been alternating wins and losses, wins and losses, back and forth. And last week they lost, so this might be a win weekend. But uh, I, I just can't pull the trigger on them. I feel like with the Saints having that opportunity to get into the playoffs here, uh, I feel like they could do enough. I don't like it 
I really don't going into Atlanta to play this game, but and it's just like Taysom Hill, this is only like his seventh NFL start <laughs> yeah. at, at quarterback. So I, I, we got to kind of remember that a little bit too. I mean, I know he's not good and he's probably not going to be able to morph into like this great pocket passer or anything, but we do have to remember that. I'm, I'm going to roll with him. I'm, he's on that, that fantasy team that I mentioned. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping they got something to play for here and put up some points for me. I, I'll hope for you, um, I, although I don't know how much I I, I feel that uh, that hope will go for. Drew, um, who do you like in this one? I think I'm going to go – I'm actually going to go Falcons. Yeah. Did, did the Falcons beat the Saints earlier this year? I, I believe yes, they, they did. did. They did. Uh, which was a surprise to, I think, a lot of us. But because of that, I like the Saints here. I just don't it, – it's hard to sweep in your division. Yeah, uh, that's New true. New Orleans is, is favored in this one. You know, Atlanta is kind of a dumpster fight. We, I don't know if we'll talk about it later. We probably will in some degree. But you want to talk about Antonio Brown quitting on the on the Bucks? What about Calvin Ridley? Yeah, you're talking about. I mean, Calvin Ridley just quit in the middle of the season and claimed mental health, which it may be, but he still quit on his team. He's not yep. played yet. They're talking about trading him now because. You know, and if they're talking about trade him, he clearly doesn't want to be there either. So mm-hmm. I think it has a little bit more than just mental health. And I think the organization in, in, in a whole is completely just in disarray. And Matt Ryan's probably out the door. His era in, in, in Atlanta is, is, is probably over, which I guess, it, you know, in, in a storyline sense, you could see that Atlanta could probably maybe win this game and Matt Ryan wants to go out with a bang but I just don't see it happening uh, I think the Saints can produce enough to get this done Atlanta has zero pass rush they can't cover anybody yeah so you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put the favor into New Orleans here and I'm gonna take New Orleans yeah I mean the, the, you guys both have logical uh views on the Saints it's just I don't know, the back and forth of the Falcons, I'll jump on them. And that's a great point about the uh, Calvin Ridley quitting halfway through the season and just being able to, like, the, the use or the use of uh, mental health as an excuse for, you know, activity that's uh, bullshit. Like, there's other ways he could have handled that with the team. He could have said, hey, I, don't, I can't play, and, and give them a direction rather than just leaving it up in the air and saying, yep, uh, I don't know, mental health, I'll be back when I feel like it. Like, that's right. bullshit. You don't, you know. Uh, yeah, the society today. All right, um, so you guys are both on Saints. I'm on the Falcons. Uh, the next 425 game, the 4-12 and Jets travel to the 10-6 and Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored by 16 points against the Jets, who looked fi- a little bit feisty last week. They gave Brady and the Bucks, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a game. They made Antonio Brown uh, rethink his NFL career, um, and he left the game. Um, I mean... I don't know. I think 16 points is a lot for the Bills. Um, we saw this game earlier that, earlier this year, and I think they, the Bills struggled a little bit. Um, I can't remember if it was against the Jets. Maybe it wasn't. Um, but the Bills did struggle against the Jaguars, and they lost to them. So, I don't know. 16 seems like a lot, especially with how the Jets played last week. I'm going to go go with the Bills because I think that they need the victory to, get the, uh, to lock up the division. Keith, do you think the Bills come away with the AFC East with this victory? Yeah, I think they do. Uh, they, they took care of business last week, eventually uh, beating Atlanta by two scores there. It was, it was closer than I thought it was going to be yep. through most of that game. But uh, 
Uh, you know, it hasn't been exactly a smooth season for this team. They've had some bumps along the road, and there were some points in the season where we were really, really doubting them. And yep. I think we were all kind of jumping on that Patriots train to run away with the division a little mm-hmm. a little too soon uh, too but here early. they are you know they, they they did have all those issues through the season and we were kind of questioning josh allen and the offense and not being able to run the football and they're, they're really getting Devin singletary involved here he had over 100 yards last week for the first time this season and it's not all been on josh allen's legs and arm over the past few weeks and that's it's really proven to help them out i think just be a little bit more balanced so i like where they're at right now uh, they're going to go out, play hard for this to get the division, their second division title in a row. I'm sure Drew hates seeing that, but uh, I think they're going to go out, play hard, and put this one away, beat a team that they should. They've be beaten up on bad teams all year long, so they should be able to do it one more time. Yeah, they, they should, and I, I, you know, I think it makes sense that that they put, can, should be able to play well. Um, it's weird. I feel like the extra game this season has made this season just feels so much more disjointed there's been so many teams have had hot streaks and cold streaks and like there there isn't one team where you can other than the Packers I would say that you can really hang your hat on and say this team has been a consistent team all season there's you know I mean look at look at the AFC you're looking at five five lost teams in position for the number one seat that's that's pretty unheard of Drew you don't think the Jets are going to get a win here right no I, I don't I think last week the, the potential of beating Tom Brady and the defending champs and then losing it with 15 seconds left to go with the Tom Brady dagger, I think that was pretty defeating. And uh, I, I don't see them getting up for this game. Uh, I certainly will echo what Keith just said with Devin Singletary finally getting involved. That's really good news for the Bills. They really do need some sort of balance. They just, I just believe that's how football needs to be played because if you're so one-dimensional teams eventually figure out how to cover you and um, so getting him involved through the passing game and also the run game just benefits this offense and Josh Allen so much more um, now the Jets have a pretty stout defensive front so they may have trouble running in this game but the Bills have enough weapons all over the place to, to throw on them and Josh Allen has been heating up here as of late so I am going to go with the Bills here. I think they're just a little bit too much. I don't know about the spread of 16, though. There's not been too many times this year that teams have covered that large of a spread. I think the Bucks were a 14-point favorite against the Jets last Correct. week. Correct. And obviously they didn't cover. So I just don't like that spread, but I do like a Bills win here. All right, so we're all in the Bills and a little bit hesitant about the spread, but you shouldn't be betting on the spread in this game. <laughs> you should not be touching it. Um, all right, so... Uh, moving on, the nine and seven uh, San Francisco 49ers travel to 12 and four LA Rams. The Rams are four and a half point favorites at home. The Niners win and in for, uh, in the NFC playoffs. If they lose and the Saints win, uh, there will be a three-way tie uh, with records. And because of it being a three-way tie, even though the uh, the Niners have be- I believe they've beaten the Saints or the be- they beat the Eagles, but they're gonna the Niners would actually be out of the playoff picture if that happens. So the Niners need a win, and the Rams need a win if they want to win the division. So there's a lot of reason to be playing for this one, and this one's gonna be a fun one. Drew, who do you like here, and uh, you know, do you think the Rams can uh, take the NFC West after it looking like it was gonna be the Cardinals all year? Yeah, wow, what a change of events we, we got going on here. The Cardinals did look like the team that was just going to steamroll, and then they just, you know, they went on that losing streak like crazy. But um, 
Yeah, this this game I'm kind of split on. Um, the 49ers, I would probably love to take the points on this game for them. Plus four um, and a half. Because, yeah, because it's just such a meaningful game for them. And they do some things really well, um, like attack the middle of the field, where I think that's where you can get after this Rams defense. Um, Elijah Mitchell, I think, is going to play in this game. Um, so they'll have a run, a, a little bit of a run game better than they've had. Um, but the Rams have a lot to play for, too. I mean, they're, they're not a team that's just going to take the foot off the gas, and they certainly have the talent. OBJ's getting much more involved as the weeks go on. They're finding ways to get him the ball, which is really good, positive news. Um, this is a really tough game for me. It looks like Vegas is pretty split on this game, too, and all the Sharps. But I guess I'll go with go with the Rams, but it certainly won't surprise me if San Fran pulled this out because they just have so much to play for. Yeah, they do. I, um, it, this one's a tough one to pick. Keith, who do you like? I don't like it, but I'm going to go with the Rams. Tough okay. division game. Both teams have uh, have something to play for here. You know, the Rams are fighting. They can they can grab that two seed as well with a win yep. here. So uh, that's big for them. I thought they were pretty lucky last week to escape with a win against Baltimore. Uh, yeah, they were depleted Baltimore team. So I, that doesn't make me feel all warm and fuzzy either. Um, but you know, it's a tough game here. They have lost five straight to the Niners. Actually, mm-hmm. that's so, a nice that's little nugget. To, yeah, and uh, San Francisco embarrassed this team on national television earlier in the season uh they really came out and played bully ball and just ran it down their throats so i mean in this matchup they're gonna have to toughen up and and be able to stop the run this time around i, I still i don't know if jimmy g's gonna play or not and i feel like if they do get trey lance i feel like that's probably gonna help their chances uh because i think jimmy g gives the niners their best chance to win right now I agree um, but yeah i just i feel like if they need to Stafford needs to, to, to lay off the mistakes like he made in this matchup earlier in the season. He threw mm-hmm. an early pick six in that game, I believe, that really mm-hmm. got the ball rolling in, <laughs> in the wrong direction for them. So if they can if they can stay leaning on Sony like they have been in that run game and just and kind of control the ball a little bit better because they, they barely had the football in that game the last time these two teams played. So yeah. uh, they're, they're going to have to change some things around for sure, but hopefully, hopefully that beatdown left a bad taste in their mouth and they can come out and get it done this time. Yeah, this this season has been so weird because I feel like I've seen this Rams team lose ten times this year. It's like they, you know, they're twelve and four, but I mean, they don't seem like a twelve and four team because they've had very memorable uh, stumbles and fails this year, and a lot of games that we would have liked to seen them take contr- take control of, and you know, it takes them a while to beat the Ravens, for example. Like you know, they just have not looked like a twelve and four team that you're typically used to seeing. I'm going to go roll with Niners again just because this is a game I think I could make up on you guys and uh, just go with the, with the trends right now of them uh, five straight against the Rams. We'll see if they can make it six. All right, um, the 10-6 and six New England Patriots travel to the 8-8 eight and eight Miami Dolphins. Uh, Florida is a house of horrors for the Patriot organization. Um, the F- Patriots are six-point favorites uh, on the road. Uh, Keith, I mean, you know, you were you were on the Patriots winning the division to start the season. Do you think that they can get the win here and potentially win the division? Yeah, I'm going to roll with them, and it's mainly because, you know, the Dolphins, they, they won those seven straight games, and then last week they completely shit their pants against <laughs> a good opponent. They did. They had, they, had a, they had a nice roll there against some, some pretty bad teams, and then, you know, go up against a good opponent, and they just – completely just just melted um so Tua was terrible uh, 
Yeah, and the Titans were able to cover up Jalen Waddle, and yep. you know Tua couldn't do shit outside of that, really, to be mm-hmm. honest. And their defense gives up 198 yards on the ground. They just got gashed all day long, and the Pats like to run the football. So yeah. I feel like it's going to be uh, something that the Pats can do to gain an edge and, and control the football. And um, you know the Dolphins won't have much to play for here, just besides spoiling the Patriots' day. And, yep. and I don't, you know, these are professional athletes. They they don't really care about all that stuff like we do. Yeah, yeah, they they don't. I mean, they're trying to get incentives and all that type of stuff at the end of the season. So. You know, that's something you can kind of pick is if, if you can find player incentives, salary incentives, and look look play those in some of, like, player props, that's something to kind of pay attention to because you know those players will be trying to hit those props. Um, Drew, uh, do you feel confident in your boys going into Miami? The, the only reason why I say House of Horrors is the Dolphins, you know, some, something about going to Florida just isn't easy. No, you're right. It's I, There's a history there. There's no question about it. I don't disagree with you on that note i i like this game a lot because for a couple reasons one i think there's a really bitter taste in new england's mouth about losing week one to uh to the dolphins two the dolphins all their air is completely taken out after last week they went on a really great run they had playoff hopes and then last last week they were eliminated so they have nothing to play for at this point Mm -hmm. obviously new england does so, with, with those two things, I, I just don't see uh, the Dolphins pulling this out. Especially, too, because the Dolphins' strength as a defense is shutting down outside receivers. Um, they have very good cornerbacks, and they're very blitz-heavy in their approach. However, they're really bad at stopping the run. And mm-hmm. both Harris, Damian Harris, and Ramondre Stevenson are healthy. They're going to be picking up huge chunks on the ground this game, and I think they're just going to have a hard time um, controlling the game with New England just running the ball down their throat. So with all that being said, I like New England here. Yeah, I'm going to join both you guys on New England. Um, you know, I do know the Dolphins have a, have a history of pulling upsets against the Patriots, and you know we saw it a few years ago at the end of the season. But I, I think that... You know, I watched that whole Titans-Dolphins game, and, I mean, they looked like a team that had given up by the end of that game. I mean, they completely were just getting, like you guys said, run all over, which we have talked about in the past. I mean, this team doesn't like, can't really stop the run, but they were just dead. They did not want to be out there anymore. You know, Tua, you know, this was the first time I watched, like, a full Tua game, and, boy, like, when he, if he gets pressured, you know he is just a complete mess. So um, I don't know. I think the I think the Patriots and Belichick go in and get the win. All right. Um, we have three games left. The six and ten Seattle Seahawks playing for pride, traveling to the eleven and five Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are six and a half point favorites. You know, and as I mentioned earlier, the Cardinals had went from a few weeks ago being the Super Bowl. You know. Super Bowl contenders looking like a fucking hot-ass team. One loss, and then all of a sudden the wheels completely came off. Um, The Seahawks are going to miss the playoffs. They have, this is the first time in a while, they are missing the playoffs. They look discombobulated all year, and Keith, you called that right off the bat. Yeah, they had a really big week last week, putting up over 50 points on on our Lions there. They did. I, I saw that uh, Russell Wilson was, you know, he stayed a little bit after the game was over, stayed out on the field, signed some autographs, took some pictures, 
wave to a few extra fans, kiss some babies. So <laughs> you gotta you gotta think that he's probably on his way out here. And yeah. The Cardinals last week, man, they got a much needed win. They, yes, they, they needed did. that win to uh, to stop the bleeding and, and get a little bit of Momo back on their side. I thought that uh, I thought Kyler played a nice game. Looked good. Looked sharp passing the football. Looked good running the football. I uh, thought the, the Arizona defense did a decent job against that Dallas offense that's been sputtering anyway. But uh, in that game, I, I don't think it was as close as the score showed at the end of it. I, yeah. at, at no point during that game as a fan watching did I think that Dallas was going to pull it off. I just They completely got dominated in that. So uh, Edmonds did a nice job stepping in with Connor out here. And I, I, I liked the way that they looked last week. Maybe they're just getting primed for a playoff run here. But you kind of mentioned it. Like, it's weird. This season, all the ebbs and flows. We've had so many teams just all the way at the top, and the, the Cardinals were just rolling. We were yep. questioning, 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 and then, you know, they they started to falter there. But with a with a win last week, they're looking good again. So uh, it's a week to week proposition here in the NFL, and they're looking good right now. And I think they can get this win here to, to close out the season against Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree with you on them getting the win, and it, it is good to to get to be able to put together two wins in a row heading into the playoffs. That's definitely something you want to do if you're the Cardinals. Drew, do you think that the Seahawks could play spoiler on the road? I mean, sure, it's the NFL, but I don't think they will. We're talking about a team that got demolished um, by the Cardinals and Colt McCoy the first time around. So Very true. Now, now we get. Now we're going to get hopefully a healthy Kyler Murray, and um, they 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 want to try some things and look sharp going into the playoffs. So I, I think it's a real uphill battle here for Seattle. Even though there's been some bright spots for Seattle, like uh, Rashad Penny over the last few yep. weeks, but he's really come on and looked like uh, like himself in the old college days. So yeah. that's been a real positive um, for Seattle and Russell Wilson appears to be 100% healthy now uh, with that finger and stuff, so he's coming on. But I just, I, I think, you know, the Cardinals are going to have too much for Seattle right now. Seattle has nothing to play for at this point, um, maybe just pride, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals on this one. Right on, clean sweep on the cards. I mean, the one thing to, you know, one little bookmark on the cards is if they do get Nick Hopkins back at the uh, when he, they go into the playoffs, that could be something that kind of galvanizes them, makes them a little bit scary. So something to be on the lookout for them, especially if they can get a win and kind of have a little mo- of Uncle Mo on their side going in. All right, um, the final 425 game, um, the heartbreaker for us, the 5-11 and Carolina Panthers traveling to the 12-4. and uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers without Mr. Uh, Antonio Brown. The Bucks are favored by eight points at home. The Panthers, we started this season off, the very first episode of the season, slipping on the Panthers' Kool-Aid, and boy, oh boy, uh, did that fucking go down in flames for us. And uh, let's pour one out for the Panthers right now. It's been a... It was a tumultuous season for them. They may not even keep Matt Rule. Where the, I mean, talk about where this season's going. I remember the, like the expose before their Thursday night game against, I think the uh, the Jets earlier on the season when they went to three and zero. They were talking about uh, Matt Rule, you know, being the next Jimmy Johnson, and like he's got this team turned around and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, that was a little bit premature because you got two more wins the rest of the season after that. Um, yeah, I, I think this one's pretty straightforward. Bucks all day. Uh, Keith, do you, are you in agreement with me there? Yeah, it turns out the Kool-Aid was just a little bit of stank juice, man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it was it was not good. 
the Bucks, I'm on them. Um, we got a little bit of uh, drama going on down there. AB against BA. Yep. A uh, little bit of back and forth. He said, he said kind of stuff going on. And I, I tweeted out before we got on here that now apparently there is a new breaking story that Antonio Brown smuggled a woman into the hotel the night before the game. <laughs> and uh, she apparently posted a picture of a positive COVID test this morning. Oh, and Jesus. Told the, and put out a tweet saying, telling the Bucks that they all better get tested. Uh, so, yeah, all kinds of good stuff going on down there. I feel like if any team can handle any sort of distraction like that, it's going to be one that is led by Tom Brady Very uh, true. in January, uh, coming down to crunch time here. Uh, it's a little bit concerning with the way that they played against the Jets, but, you know, in, in Tom Brady fashion, came down and got the game-winning drive there. So, uh, just... I feel like they're missing Leonard Fournette in that run game for sure. Mm-hmm. I think this mm-hmm. this week we might be all the way down to Keyshawn Vaughn getting some getting some run. And yep. without AB there, you know, Mike Evans, he was quiet last week. He's going to have to step up and definitely missing Chris Godwin too. They're going to have to lean on guys like Tyler Johnson and uh, Cyril Grayson. Raise your hand if you've heard that one before. <laughs> uh, if, if anybody can do it, it's going to be Brady, I think. Um, I don't think they are in dominant form like no, they were no. last year heading in. Um, so this is definitely a different team and if and if they're able to pull this one off this year that's going to be one for the one for the books for sure it certainly will be you know i mean and the one thing is though it, it it's only of recent years where brady has been part of these completely dominant teams i mean you know what we talked about earlier on in the season you know his first few uh patriots years it wasn't brady being complete domination you know so that's yeah you know he can he can do it with a not a super dominant team drew um you know, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be back your boy Brady. Yeah, I, I always am. That's, that's my boy. I, I, I'll go to the grave with my man. But um, it certainly adds a new wrinkle into all of this with, with all the drama between AB and, and Bruce Arians. One of the things that I got out of this whole situation is that the text message that may or not be correct is that Bruce Arians appears to tell um, Antonio Brown that they're not resting their starters for the playoffs so it gives me hope that everybody is going to play in this game which means I do believe that the Bucks will win because um, I th- they're just a better team, they're at home they play well at home uh, I would be a little more inclined to uh, maybe lean with the Panthers if everybody was, was going to rest here but it, it appears that that's not going to be the case and I'm glad that they're not because with AB out and the drama, I think the best thing for this team right now is to get their veterans into the game, get that cohesion going with some new receivers, and and let Brady try to work some things out before heading into the playoffs. Because it does yeah. look like a different receiving core without AB in there. Because say what you want about the guy, um, he can play football. He can play football. Running, his route running is 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 nasty and it's good to have a guy on on your team like that unfortunately he comes with a with a bunch of headaches too um so i think this game look for the pan uh, for the buccaneers to really try to work some different packages in there and try to get this game as like a practice for the playoffs and see and see what formula is going to work for them because they can't just lean on Gronk all the time. Gronk looked like he was in the doghouse a couple weeks ago, and then last week 
the guy came out of the doghouse and caught everything. So, but he's old. He's not the same Gronkowski that we all know and 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 like watching. But um, he still can get it done. And you're absolutely right, Keith. They have to get Mike Evans more involved here. And this is a perfect game to see if they if they can. Um, but yeah, th- this is a Bucks team that I'm honestly I, I thought they would win it again this year. I I, I can't say I, I have any confidence in the Bucks moving forward into the playoffs. It just there's just a there's just a a feeling in my loins that I'm going to be disappointed with this Bucks team uh, in the playoffs this year. I definitely. I mean, there's definitely good reason for that feeling because uh, I mean they don't look like a team that's going to all of a sudden flip the switch and get moving. It's rare you see a team with this many issues just all of a sudden get it get it churning. I, the one thing I thought was pretty weird about the the text message from Bruce Arians to Antonio Browns was the fact that he was saying, "Hey, this is BA," as if it was the first time he's texted him ever. Yeah. That's kind of so. Either it's a pretend thing that Antonio Brown's right. sending, or it's the only time that Bruce Arians is reaching out to Antonio Brown, which also doesn't seem good. So, um, yeah, interesting. We'll we'll all be on the Bucks here, but um, they definitely don't have that same feeling they had last year. I mean, they did have that lull last year and had some hiccups, but that was to be expected. This year, you kind of expected them to be more well oiled and moving forward. But I don't know. We shall see. All right, our final game of the NFL regular season. This was a fun one on Sunday night. Um, the 9-7 and seven Los Angeles Chargers traveled to the 9-7 and seven Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the winner of this team goes to the playoffs. The loser may or may not. It depends on what happens. If the, if the, Colts, uh, if the Colts lose this weekend, both these teams could kneel the entire game, and they would both make the playoffs. Um, It'll be fun on Sunday night. This is one of the few ones on Sunday that has a, a lot to play for for both teams, so it, that makes it fun. Um, the Maddens are going to be lighting the torch, uh, so that's kind of where my head is at when making this pick. I think uh, the emotion will be on the Raiders' side. I think you got to pick the Raiders here. They're, uh, the Chargers are three-point road favorites, but I'm picking Raiders. I think this is an emotional emotional roller coaster for this team that they've been on all year with all the things they've gone through and i think that they get the get the win at home for madden i'm going raiders uh keith who you taking here yeah the raiders had a surprising win last week against the colts none of us saw that coming and the thing is that seems to be what they do is surprise us and they win they feel i feel like they win when they're not supposed to and they lose when they're supposed to win yeah and and they've quietly strung together three straight wins here so with a playoff spot on the line and all the things that you just mentioned i'm gonna ride with you i'm gonna ride with the raiders for this game i think the chargers are the better team agree but something is just telling me to take the raiders here uh we we said it you say it the most but you know the chargers are going to charger and what better time to watch the chargers charger (laughs) than in the last game of the season with a a chance to go to the playoffs on the line and you know last week Carr was he was efficient he wasn't great Mm -hmm. um he threw two interceptions in that game and they kind of got away with it i think they got a little bit lucky wentz was a little bit slow coming off the covid list he didn't look very good in that game but Mm -hmm. um this week, I mean, he's gaining chemistry with Zay Jones, and he's obviously got a good thing going with Hunter Renfro. They're going to get Darren Waller back for this game, who is his favorite wide receiver. 
So, I mean, with all those things going on, I, I do like their chances, and I, I think they, they have enough of a run game um, to get to, to get something up on the Chargers here, and the Chargers have been shown to, to kind of give it up here. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch for sure. This is probably the most entertaining game. I'm glad it's the last game on the slate, the last one that yep. we get to watch, and it's all going to come down to that. Um, if the Colts lose... Don't bank on seeing these two teams kneel every play of the game. <laughs> the NFL will find the shit out of both teams if that happens. Yep. Uh, so uh, don't count on that, but it should be a really fun, entertaining game to watch. And I, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Raiders. It'd be a good way to cap off a very, very tough season for them and uh, losing their coach and, and the players along the way here. But yeah, it should be fun to watch. It should. It should be. I feel like there's this game's definitely going to have some type of weird. Uh, it's going to have a couple weird things happen. It'll probably have a weird ending. It'll there'll be at least one or two uh, missed field goals. I feel like it's gonna, this game is going to be all over the map. I, that's just my prediction. Drew, are you going to make it a sweep on the Raiders, or do you think the Chargers can get it done? No, I I, I want to take the Chargers because I like the Chargers. I like Justin Herbert, but. I think they're just up against it this week. The Raiders are getting Waller back. It's a huge advantage for them. Uh, last week, the Chargers' uh, ground defense was so bad. They make, they made Sexy Rexy look like the second coming of like Walter Payton last week. So I think Josh, uh, Josh Jacobs could have a really nice matchup this week. And another thing that's kind of surprising is that Las Vegas is pretty damn good against the run. So... Austin Eckler may not get going in this game. So i a little bit surprised that you guys were on the Raiders. I was hoping that you guys would be on the Chargers so I could pick the Raiders. <laughs> uh, but uh, so it be, you know, great minds think alike. And I, I am going to go with the Raiders in, in this one. I think uh, they do have a, a, a lot to play for here in just terms of capping the season off, which was crazy for them with the Gruden debacle, with the Henry Ruggs debacle. Um it, it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I, 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 I like the points, especially for the Raiders. I think they're, what, plus three? So, plus three, yep. Uh, I love that. So, yeah, give me the Raiders. Yeah, it's funny. I'm like, I, I'm looking at it on ESPN, and it says the Chargers are 60 per, or 58.2% chance of winning this game, and I feel like that's completely ass backwards. I don't, I don't get it. I, I feel like we just helped punch the ticket for the Chargers to get to the playoffs. <laughs> we may have. Like, we may all have. taken the Raiders. We may have. We may have done that. I, I, I mean, they need it. I'll tell you that because uh, as a person, you know, as I've mentioned many times, they, they do Charger when they're not supposed to. So, And as you said tonight, Keith, there's no better time to do it than on a national stage in front of the world that they're uh, all they need to do is get a win to get in and they could, do something that, could see something crazy happening in this one. But... Oh, man. So we have covered all the games for Week 18. We've covered all the games for the whole season. Thank both of you guys, seriously, uh, for always getting on here every week, dealing with me, uh, you know, my travel schedule and all this shit all the time, trying to be able to make, get time in to be able to talk ball all together. I appreciate Keith and Drew, you guys, so much for taking the time every week to, to do this because, you know, it's really it's, – I love being able to talk sports with you guys. It's so much fun. And as I always say to everybody listening, I mean, you know, we do this because we love talking football with each other. I, most of the time I forget that we actually even have people that are listening. It's, it, that's how much I love talking to these dudes. So, you know, Keith and Drew, you know, MVPs for the year for both you guys because, uh, yeah, I, man. I, I'd like to turn in here and disagree with you. Um, 
There, there's certainly no need for MVP words between the three of us. The real MVP and the MVP of all MVPs is Juliana. Oh, who, yeah. Yep. Who is sitting in the room so patiently all the time as you deal with uh, your situation that you're in. Honestly, Keith and I, we, it, we don't even deserve to be in the same conversation with her at this point. She, uh, she is such a trooper, and uh, she deserves a lot of praise, a lot of loving, and um, just a, a huge congrats and thank you for putting up with the three of us and allowing us to do this for not only ourselves, but for the listeners out there. Yeah. So huge round of applause to her and a, and a, and a super gratitude and, uh, and grateful uh, for her, her situation and her patience and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she will appreciate those words because, yeah, I mean, every time that I'm recording, she's sitting in the room, uh, you know, having to ask me, ask me if she can cough and stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Keith, um, you know, thank you so much for being on here all the time, man. It's fucking, it's always so much fun. Yeah, no doubt. I, I echo what Drew said. I can't say it better than he just did, so I'll just, uh, I'll agree with what he said for sure. And <laughs> Kevin, thanks for you, all the work that you do outside of just recording the podcast putting it all together and editing it up making us sound good uh it's, it's easy for me to sit here and drink bud light and spout nonsense and then you put it all together and make it sound good for everybody to listen to so uh <laughs> thanks for putting in all the extra time it's been a grind you've been traveling for work non-stop in and out of hotel rooms and all that good stuff it still took all the stuff on the road with you to keep us keep us on the air so keep we us appreciate rolling that Thanks, man. Yeah, you know, it's it's been cra- a crazy few months. Uh, anybody that I, that knows me uh, knows that I've been traveling like a complete lunatic, and hopefully that's about to be changing here in about a week. And uh, next week we're going to be in the playoffs, man. We've got we're going to have a whole new whole new format to the to the show. We're going to have uh, a mega playoff weekend to cover. Um, six games over three days next weekend, which is going to be a blast. We're not sure exactly which day next week we're going to get together to do it because it's going to kind of depend on, you know, the COVID situation and everything like that. But we'll pr- try to get an episode out next Thursday or Friday, previewing all the games, making picks. And we're going to do some deep dives on each of the games, uh, obviously, just because we can actually focus on them a little bit more. So um, make sure to be on the lookout for that. Um, for this weekend, we hope everybody has a great weekend. If you're still in a fantasy league like some lunatics like Keith, make sure, you know, um, you know, good luck to you. We hope you get your victory. We hope all of the gems that you're pulling off the waiver wire and stuff like that are coming through for you. Um, that's why I've always, I've never really been in the league with the week 18 or last week of the season championship. So that's extra tough for the, for the Warriors in that. So best of luck to you. Uh, you know, hope the start of the new year has been great for you so far, and we hope it continues. We hope you stay safe out there. You know, um, Omicron's going all over the place, so do what you can to stay healthy. Um, you know, and if you do get it, don't be afraid that it's the end of the world necessarily. Just rest and get plenty of fluids and try and recover and do your best to stay away from other people once you know that you have it, just because... Uh, Vitamins, vitamins, vitamins Lots baby. Lots of vitamins. Lots of vitamins. Vitamin C and D and fucking zinc and all that shit. Do what you can, man. Um, but yeah, stay safe. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the football. Um, you know, we hope your team wins. Unless they're paying ours. You guys have a great weekend. Peace out.
Thanks for listening to the First and 30 Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review. And share the episode with your friends. We appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. 